Welcome to the Voice Tech Podcast. Join me, Carl Robinson, in conversation with the world's leading voice technology experts. Discover the latest products, tools, and techniques, and learn to build the voice apps of the future. Welcome to another episode of the Voice Tech Podcast. My name's Carl Robinson, and today we're going to be talking all about voice market data, quite literally. Uh, today's episode was actually recorded way back in June of this year, June 2020, uh, but still has loads of value. Um, you'll hear me talk with Simon Landry of Voice Market Data, voicemarketdata.com. Um, it was recorded on Rumble Studio, which, as you'll probably know by now, is the new uh, asynchronous podcasting platform that I've helped create. Uh, you can get more details on that at rumble.studio. Uh, or if you want to know uh, more about it, you can um, listen to my previous episode, episode number 78, uh, called Podcast Tools tips and voice, uh, which tells you all about Rumble Studio. Uh, this episode with Simon uh, is really fascinating. I think he's one of the few people doing what he does, which is digging into the, the data that's available on uh, the skill marketplaces out there at the moment. Uh, we find out uh, what voice market data as a company does, what you can actually learn from taking a, a holistic view of the uh, Alexa marketplace. Uh, Simon tells us about the uh, the strangest thing that he's found digging through the data, and there are a number of really interesting uh, data points that we look at. Um, we look at some of the problems as well with the whole um, voice um, ecosystem and the Alexa marketplace in particular, um, and uh, why it's important for voice developers to consider all the different locales and not just US and UK. Uh, it's been a fantastic conversation. Simon did a great job uh, recording his answers asynchronously. So I think you're going to really enjoy this. And uh, certainly if you're a voice developer, voice designer, you're going to get a huge amount from this uh, this conversation. This episode is brought to you by Manning Publishing, an independent publisher of a huge range of software development books. At manning.com, you'll find books on all the technologies you need to learn in order to create world-class voice applications. All the books are available at manning.com. And right now, Voice Tech Podcast listeners get a massive 40% off all the books with the promo code podvoicetech19. So go check it out at manning.com. Just a quick reminder that full episodes of the Voice Tech Podcast are now only available for a limited time after release. You can get all the full episodes at voicetechpodcast.com slash pro. As a Voice Tech Pro, you get your own premium RSS feed from Patreon, which gives you access to the entire back catalogue of episodes, early access to all the new episodes, as well as exclusive interviews and bonus questions, no ads, and higher quality sound. Plus, you'll be helping to ensure that I can keep producing more episodes like this one. So if that sounds good to you, head over to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro and sign up today. I'm counting on your support. Simon, welcome to the show. Uh, really excited to hear all about you and what you've been working on at Voice Market Data. Uh, thanks also for using the Rumble Studio software. Uh, it's thanks to you and uh, and people like you trialing this uh, this new form of podcast communication that we can rapidly iterate on its features and uh, improve the product for everybody. So I appreciate that. Uh, why don't we kick things off uh, by you introducing yourself, uh, telling everyone uh, a little bit about yourself. Hi, Carl. Thanks again for having me. Uh, before I start, I just want to say that I'm I'm really impressed with what you're building with Rumble Studio. I think it's a it's a great tool, and I I really think that uh, companies and 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 agencies are, are really going to get great benefits from it. So 
congratulations on on Rumble Studio. It's great. My name is Simon Landry. I am the founder of Voice Market Data. I'm currently in Toronto, but originally I'm from New Brunswick, so I'm Acadian. Uh, I say that in every every podcast I go on. So, Carl, if ever you want to do something in French and the voice space, I would absolutely love to to work on that. I I put out a twelve a twelve podcast course on in French on how to build um, a conversational interface. That's available, and this is the the URL in French: simonegui.com. So check it out if that's the sort of thing you're interested in. Oh, that's very interesting. Uh, I had no idea that you were a French speaker and uh, that you'd actually produced a course in French. Simon.egui.com. Okay, I'll put the, uh, the link in the show notes. Uh, thank you for your offer of, of doing an interview in French. I would absolutely love to conduct a French interview or indeed run a, you know, a, a French version of the Voice Tech podcast one day. Uh, I do speak French, but unfortunately it's not uh, anywhere near as good as yours. And anyone who's attended the Voice Lunch France meetup and has uh, had my French inflicted on them will, will attest to that. So uh, one day when it gets good enough, I would love to take you up on that offer. Uh, and thanks also for your kind words about Rumble. I really appreciate it once again. Well, the... The easiest way, the highest level way to explain it is that voice market data makes voice market data accessible. Currently, it's only Alexa, but hopefully I'll get into other markets. Um, another way to, to conceive of, of basically the vision, what I, I would love for it to evolve into is uh, it's I want it to be the app Annie for voice. So anybody who's built for, uh, an app has probably encountered App Annie. They're a great, just a, a wild source of of data for how to build an app, uh, best practices, what to what to do, what to avoid. Um, and it's it's a fantastic resource that when I was building my first Alexa skill, I was looking for for an app Annie for voice, and it didn't exist. So I. I thought, hey, why why wouldn't I just build it? So that is what we do. The clients that we uh, that we that would use uh, voice market data are more on the developer side. So more like developers, researchers, um, people who are looking for more of a macro look of the of the voice market. Some some uh, end end users, I guess, uh, users might might find value in the site. So, for example, uh, around Halloween, I put out uh, like four scariest skills, and so I think there was a lot of traffic from from people who were looking for scary skills. But a lot of the of the the I I think more fun content is like what are the uh, less used invocations? What a, which skills offer ISPs and things like that. So they're pretty deep dives uh, that are really targeted towards uh, skill developers. So the problem that helps the, the voice market data helps solve is it's a way to explore the voice, in this case, the Alexa skill ecosystem. Uh, Amazon is really difficult to to browse, explore, discover, and this makes it easy. 
uh, more specifically, how how does voice market data help to solve that problem? Well, it's it makes the data accessible. So it helps people find out what works, what doesn't, and to essentially improve their, their voice design based on on what other developers uh, would have would have done. So you can do what works, avoid what doesn't work. Okay, nice. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, I can definitely see the value in that uh, to have a, a consistent source of data, um, not just at the app install level, but at the, the finer grained uh, level that you were talking about. Um, definitely the, the big platforms are rather tight lipped about their stats. And when they do release their figures, uh, they always seem extremely favorable, <laughs> to put it mildly. So uh, you're never quite sure what the, what the real figures are or what the usage is there. Um, we, we tend to rely at the moment on uh, on third parties like bloggers, podcasters. Uh, I know Brett Kinsella does a great job at, at VoiceBot uh, of keeping track of the number of new skills uh, being released on the uh, on the Amazon store, at least. Uh, and that I've, saw, I've seen recently on VoiceBot that this is considerably dropping each year, unfortunately. Um, but uh, yeah, fantastic to have a you know a finer grain look and to be able to take those those deep dives, uh, as you said. So, what can we learn by taking a macro view or a holistic view of the Alexa marketplace? Uh, do you have uh, any specific examples? Taking uh, a more macro or holistic view of the Alexa marketplace allows you to see patterns and trends. Um, a, a really easy way to to see the value in, in taking that this holistic view is invocations. So if you're building a skill and you want it to sort of stand out, you need to make sure you're from from my experience again, maybe things have changed, things change pretty quickly uh, in the space. But in my experience, um, putting out a skill that has an invocation that's similar to already popular skills will make your skill much harder um, to be discovered. So taking that holistic view of the marketplace allows you to see which invocations already exist and which are already popular so that you can avoid those, those invocations. Or... You can also take that, that high-level view and see that maybe invocations that are kind of part of, of sentences, like that are, are similar to how um, people would speak, might be popular. So, for example, um, dad jokes. If you have um, Alexi open uh, a dad joke, a dad joke, then that might get you more uh, traction than having sort of just a more dry invocation. So being able to take a macro view lets you see these things that work and don't work. On on uh, another, an even higher level, voice market data actually takes a look at um, the skills markets in in other countries so you're able to see what works and doesn't work in let's say india so if you take a look at what works there you might actually see that we the the skill 
works well in India and it may not be exactly the, like we might not want to build exactly the same thing in, in let's say Canada, but the general concept is really great and people there seem to really like it. So there's, there is value in this type of skill. So let's, let's uh, get inspired by this, this new perspective from, from a different market. You, you can also see, uh, interesting opportunities. So for example, this, again, this, these are the, when I took a look at the five, uh, English markets, three of them actually have secondary languages. So in the U S you have Spanish in India, you have Hindi and in Canada, you have French. And when you take a look at the content available for those secondary markets, uh, you realize that it's really underdeveloped. So there are very few, I, I can't remember the exact numbers, but there are very few uh, flash briefings in U.S. Spanish, in, uh, in Hindi and in French. So that's, that's a pretty interesting opportunity if you happen to create content for, for those languages. Okay, so the first one is to differentiate yourself and to make sure that you don't put a skill out with a, a similar invocation name. Completely get that. It's the same as checking if your uh, if your new domain name uh, is similar to a, another one online. You are, you absolutely want to to avoid any mistakes or uh, misinvocations, whatever the the term is. Um, the, I love the, the the idea of being able to spot value to be able to validate that your app provides universal value across different markets because that really gives you some uh, some data points to justify uh, continuing to develop your app um, and and also the, the innovation side of it as well I know that um, China obviously uh, often replicates what works in the US but they often are the trendsetters themselves uh, and uh, you know of course <laughs> you can't take credit in the West for for coming up with uh, all the innovation and starting all the trends uh, and some markets are often ahead so it completely makes sense to see what works uh, in other markets what's going on what's what's working there um, and then take inspiration from that uh, and like you say you can you can spot these opportunities uh, like the fact that there are there are no um, flash brief briefings in these secondary languages uh, the moment you you spot that with this holistic view that you've provided that you can absolutely capitalize on that and, and be ahead of the game so knowledge is power as they say and to have the, the the best source of information the best source of data on what's going on in these in these different markets globally of course sets you up for success so have you found anything particularly surprising when looking through the data and what's the strangest thing that you found i dig through a lot of data and and my definition for what's strange uh, has has definitely changed I'm afraid that's the end of this episode's free preview. That's right, full episodes of the Voice Tech Podcast are only available for a limited period of time after their release. The full one-hour episode is available to Voice Tech Pro subscribers, along with all the other episodes we've produced. Go to voicetechpodcast.com pro, where for just a few dollars a month, you can become a Voice Tech Pro and receive a range of exclusive benefits. Voice Tech Pros get more content each month, you unlock access to the entire catalogue of full-length episodes, including this episode. You can enjoy extra content, 
such as exclusive interviews just for Voice Tech Pro subscribers, plus bonus questions in the main interviews. And you also get to hear episodes sooner than everyone else, weeks ahead of their public release, in fact. Voice Tech Pros also get high-quality episodes with no ads and studio-quality sound, and a chance to support the show, and ensure we keep on producing more great episodes like this one. So please go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro and become a Voice Tech Pro today.